You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Consider one verse verse ten, Psalm nine, verse ten. Ready? And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, and notice he reveals the name he's talking about, Lord, our God, have not forsaken those who seek you. And those who know God's name will put their trust in him. For God, you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Those who know God's name will put their trust in The implication of the verse is everybody does not know God. I said everybody didn't. Everybody does not know God. Even folk that say they know God don't really know him. Does not mean you're not Christian. Does not mean you're not a child of God. But you don't know God in reference to how he told you to know him based upon his written and revealed word of God. See, if God tells you to do certain things, if you do those things, you're going to find out specific qualities about God. But if you don't do certain things that God tells you to do, you won't know certain qualities about him. It's just like if God tells you to stand still and, and see his salvation, but, but you get nervous about standing still and you move to the left. You're not going to know what God would have did if you would have just stood still. And, and so that's the reason the writer says here in the text, those who 
No. But he gets very specific. Your name. Your name. If they know your name, they're going to put their trust in you. And so based upon the verse and all that I have said, my subject this morning is in the form of a question. What name are you truly trusting? What name are you truly trusting? And we're going to give our Lord a hand before we go further. Name equates a person or things, characteristics, traits, or qualities. Your name should reveal. Your traits, your qualities, your characteristics. A name also equates reputation. Reputation. And when it comes to a name. Some folks name uh, uh, the qualities that they put forth sometimes are just false. Some folk have Sunday traits. You only see them on Sunday. Some folks have happy traits. When all is going well, you see those particular traits. When it comes to knowing somebody's traits or somebody's name, We have to understand that as limited beings, we can't know everything there is to know about everything and everybody. Can I drop something else on you? You don't even know everything about yourself. The only one knows everything there is to know about you is God. You can't even tell me accurately how many hairs on your head. If you can, we're going to give the microphone and just. Let you say. 
Because God must be manifesting himself in you. So if God ain't showed up and he using you, we want you to get up here and talk. Kind of comical, but understand this. nobody you, you don't know the hairs on your head, do you? You don't know how many hairs are up there. Because you got some short ones, medium, long ones. Some of you, some of, some of us only have short ones. Yeah, it's bald, but there's some hair up there. But the only one that knows how many is. Matter of fact, we are to the point to where sometimes we will trust what somebody else says about us to the point to where it'll make us happy or sad. And, and we are really saying or implying that this person has just told me something about myself that I didn't even know. You can go to a doctor that you have never met before and your doctor can feel, feel on you in certain places. Take a temperature and do a few more things and tell you certain things and you will leave that doctor's office crying and you just met that doctor but you're leaving his office crying because somebody you just met told you something you didn't even know about yourself. And this is a thing and you believed it. You believed it. You believed it. We have to be to the point to where we understand when it comes to ourselves, first and foremost, we are limited to knowing all we need to know about who we are. You don't know everything about yourself. And if we're going to be true or sincere, we have to stop acting like we know everything about ourselves. Quit acting like you know what's best for yourself. You don't know yourself well enough to know what's best for you. Is not a human being that knows what's best for you in totality. How many, how many in here have ever been diagnosed incorrectly? Keep that hand up for a minute. Look around you. How many have ever been in love with a person that you thought you knew? You was in love for years and then all of a sudden the person took a left on you. And folk ask you what happened. Yeah, I didn't know he was like that. So you've been with him five years. You, you've been sleeping with this man and y'all done had seven children. I didn't know he was like that though. Say your neighbor, we are limited. 
we don't know all we need to know. When it comes to ourselves or to others. I mean, agree with that before I go any further. I mean, understand where I'm going so far. And so, if we are going to truly know people, even know ourselves, we have to have some guidelines. And so when it comes to my guidelines in, in reference to myself, I need to make sure I know some essential and important things about Barry. I know I can't know everything about Barry because I'm just not omniscient. But, I, but there are some things I, I just need to know about myself. I, 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 I need to know if I'm fearful. I need to know if I'm this, that, or the other. I need to know, again, things that are essential and significant about myself. If you're ready to jump on the page with me, just tell somebody, I need to know some essential and significant things about myself. Because I can't know everything it is to know about me. Because I'm not omniscient. But there are just some things I need to know about myself. I don't need to be shocked when somebody tells me certain things about myself that I should have known beforehand. I, I don't need to be shocked when somebody tells me how good I look. I need to know I look good myself. Whoo, I'm talking to your sisters. You down and out because you don't know if you look good or not. But then somebody tell you you look good. And now you smiling from ear to ear because of what they told you about yourself. You need to know certain things like that before somebody opens their mouth and tells you such. Some of y'all ain't agreeing with it, but it's still right. So there are significant and essential things that I need to know about myself. I know brother so-and-so say he eats such and such, but I need to know if I eat something like that, would it hurt me? It's essential for me to know what I can put in this temple. If this temple is the temple of God, I need to know point blank what I can put in this temple. See, there are certain things that I can't partake of. You can't. Certain things I can deal with, you can't deal with. Certain things I can handle, you can't handle. You got to know yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, at least significant and essential things about yourself, you'll start being a protector. And sooner or later, the cover is going to be pulled. 
and everybody going to know you are a fraud. Everybody going to know that you were talking one thing, but doing something else. Everybody going to know that the tongues you were speaking in church were not holy when the cover is poor. to know myself I, I gotta know I gotta know about me when when it comes to the way I I think it's important I gotta know about me when it comes to my speech what causes me to lie sometimes I, I need to know it be, because liars of Satan, demonic. I got to know that about me. I, I got to know why I, I get off the path that God told me to, to get on. Why, why am I kidding? Say to your neighbor, I just got to know myself. Because if, if I don't know myself, that means I'm not going to know things that God desires me to know. Because if I don't truly know myself, I, I may start out doing what God would have me do. But then I may change in midstream. And God will pull off the cover and reveal to me that I am the person that James talked about in James 1 when he said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Went on to say, let not this person that's one way this moment and another way the next moment think that he or she is going to receive Anything from the Lord. Say to your neighbor, I got to know myself. I don't need to just have opinions about myself. I need to know myself. Because see, if you have opinions about yourself, that, that means somebody can tell you something about you based upon your opinion and what they say may have more weight than, than your opinion so you will change. But you need to know yourself to the point to where no matter what anybody says or does, you're going to stick to who you know you are. 
there are folk that have the intention. I'm going to the car lot to get me a car because I know better is here and better is coming. But when they get to the car lot, the salesman changes their mind and they leave the car lot disappointed not because God done changed his word, but because the salesman has caused them to change their mindset. What's going on with them? They didn't know who they were before they went. They didn't know significant and essential things about themselves before they went. They didn't know that they were still immature. Didn't know that folk could still move them from the word of God. Went talking scripture, went talking better is here and better is coming. But when the salesman pulled out his report, left talking something else, were not who they thought they were when they got there. Woo, quiet in the house. to know who I am. And when you know who you are, you'll start crying out. Saying to God, change me. Lord, I thought I was on one level, but, but now because of all this that's going on, I know I'm not where I need to be. David so recognized he was not in the place that he needed to be to where he cried out to God, create in me a clean heart. Lord, I thought my heart was all right. I thought my mind was in a safe place. Lord, I thought I was saying what I needed to say, doing what I needed. But Lord, I recognize that I'm not in the place that I need to be. So create in me a clean heart. And then David knew he couldn't stop there. And he went on to say to the Lord, and renew in me a right spirit. And then he made God a promise. If you do this right here, Lord, when I'm converted, I'll start telling folks this, that, and the other about you. But David knew there's no need in me saying anything until I get my own house in order. I got to move on but tell you never you got to know yourself. And when you know yourself in sincerity cry out and ask God to fix certain things that need to be fixed. To change certain things that need to be changed. Because all of us have been guilty 
Years ago, I found out I was still fearful of certain things that I thought I was no longer fearful of. But God had to let those things visit my door. And when they visited my door, I was frightened to the point to where I said, Lord, even though I know I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this thing is bothering me in my mind. You got to help me, God. I started quoting Psalm 46 and 1. God is our refuge, a very present help. In time of trouble. Say to your neighbor, you gotta know yourself and be willing to change when you start seeing who you truly are. Paul talked about changing to the church at Rome. He said, brethren, present your bodies to God. How? As a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. He said, look, this is your reasonable service. This is the right thing to do. And said, and be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you'll know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. But see, you can't tell certain folk certain things because they'll get mad or get an attitude with you. That, that, that's the reason I was a pastor, I had to work up to this point because I don't want nobody to get mad at me. I want you to understand that all of us are limited when it comes to what we know even about ourselves. And once we truly get in the mirror and see who we are, we need to just start asking the only one who can truly help us in certain areas to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. And so, you have to know yourself. And sometimes, when you know significant things about yourself, you're upset with yourself for a moment. But then when God starts helping you to overcome these particular things, you can feel his doodomus, his power, his strength working on the inside of you. And then when that same thing that he allowed to visit your door comes back again, you'll, you'll stand strong and say, look, you were here a few years ago. Hey, but this ain't the same flunky. This ain't the same chump. This ain't the same pushover that you visited before because my God has given me what I need to deal with you. That's what happened to me. When the thing first came, I was fearful, but God allowed it to come back. And I stood my ground because I knew exactly who I was in God. 
Say your neighbor, that's the reason we need to know who we are in God. And that's the reason you also need to know your Your experience of God transforming you will cause you to know God in a way you never knew it. When God told me to do certain things and it transformed my life, it not only changed me for the better, it changed the relationship that I had with God for the better. I knew myself in a more excellent way, and I knew my God in a more excellent way. And when you start to know your God in the manner you should you will understand what, why Daniel penned what he penned matter of fact I want to read this as I get ready to close y'all stay with me Lord have mercy Daniel was not part of my script but I need to go there Daniel 11, 32. Don't fake on me. If you have to go to the table of contents, go there. Daniel 11 and 32, I need you to see this. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, the covenant is basically the word of God. He shall cor corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, People who know their God shall, and this is real, be strong and carry out great exploits. Great things are going to be a part of their life. Great things are going to be a part of your life when you truly know God. If you don't know him the way you need to know him, greatness will be something you never experience. Do you, do you know how it feels when, when something stares you in the face? And that thing causes you to tremble. But then when God visits you, gives you instructions, and that same thing comes back, and you're able to stand flat-footed because you're not the wimp that you used to be. And deal with that thing. It not only, again, makes you better, but it makes you know your God 
And so, back in Psalm 9 and 10, the psalmist says, and those who know your reputation. Those who know your traits. Some of us have some powerful testimonies. Pastor, I was low. It wasn't nobody but God that brought me up. Pastor, I lost my job two months ago, but God still been. God was making you stronger. You thought it was the worst thing that happened when it happened. But, but then God made you stronger because he showed you that, look, I want you to work. But, but if something happens and you can't work or you're not working, I'll still be your source as long as you serve me. I can't go against my word. I told you if you don't work, this, that, and the other ain't going to happen. But if something happens and you can't work, but you're still doing what I told you to do, I'm still going to. Those who know your name, they're going to trust you. They're going to depend on you. They're they going to recognize that, that something is out of whack. But, but they're not going to try to fix what they're not capable of fixing. They're just going to do what Peter said and just give all of that to you. And just trust you to do what needs to be done. And see, even with what is going on right now, you, you can't wait on somebody that's full of opinions and, and their opinions are going, are going to move you to do what you need to do. You need to get connected to your omniscient God the way you need to be connected so he can tell you what to do. You have no business trusting in somebody that's one day is this and the next day is that. One day is old and the next day, hey. You have to trust your omniscient God. Lord have mercy. Lord have Let's go to the book of Job. The book of Job. Right next to uh, Psalm. Chapter 13. See, see, when you really trust God, I want you to notice what's going to manifest. Job 13 and 15. Notice these words very carefully. And put yourself in Job's place to the degree you can. Job 13 and 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. 
even so, I will defend my own ways before him. He also shall be my salvation. And Job talking about God. See, see, Job knew by this point of his test, his trial, that it was God that was allowing the suffering he was going through to take place. He knew it. And, and so Job had a choice because God created him a free moral agent. It's just like us. We, we have a choice to, to think, talk, and act based upon our feelings, our opinions, or somebody else's opinions or feelings or even their facts but you know how facts are they change Job say do he slay I'm still going to trust him I'm going to trust him I done lost stuff I got a crazy wife because of my suffering I got friends that's putting me down, talking about me. But God, I'm still going to trust you. Even though you permitted the enemy to do all of this, I'm still going to trust you. Said what he was going through was a slaying. Describe it. To him. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and such. Just felt that he was dying. Something was taking his life little by little. Seemed like everything was falling apart little by little. Sometimes it's a chunk. Sometimes it's a morsel. But life just being taken. Job say, do I slay me? Do I feel like a, a killing is happening? In bits and pieces, I'm still going to trust. Why would you trust God, Job, and he permitted something like that to happen. I know him. I know him. I know him. In the same trials, and I'm not going to the scripture, but but in the same trials, Job stood flat-footed before his friends and said, I know my Redeemer lives. He knew his God. And, and see, what bothers me sometimes is folk that have a long list of testimonies that, that when trouble comes, act like they don't know their God. Act like they don't know their pastor. Act like they don't know their brothers. Act like they don't know their... Act like they don't know their church. 
You're going through it, but do you still know your God? Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. And I love what I love what he says is as I go on. Good God. Y'all stay with me. Now notice this. He said, I'm going to trust God. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. And he was letting his friends know, I'm going to keep standing on the truth. Y'all trying to make me say I done sin. Y'all trying to make me say I'm crazy. Y'all trying to make me say I should follow this, that, and the other. But no, I'm going to defend my own ways. What ways was he defending? What ways? Well, God himself said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him, perfect, a man that fears me and stays away from evil. That's his ways. His ways was that he worshiped God, stayed away from evil. And see, sometimes that, that, that's what we have to do because the Bible says that bad company or evil communication corrupts good habits. You keep looking, listening to the same mess over and over again, you will stop trusting the God to save you. You'll stop following the God that lifted you up out of your mess. Job said, I'm going to defend my own ways. I'm going to stand because I know I was living right. I'm going to stand because I'm a just man and I know I was living a just life even though it looks as if something else may be going on. Even his wife knew he was living a just life, but she still was fed up with him. You know, she went to him and said, do you still maintain your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? She knew he was living right. Knew he was still living a just life. But wanted him to change Wanted him to change from being a just person. Say to your neighbor, I ain't going to change. I'm going to keep living for God. I'm going to have the Joshua mentality. What Joshua say, ask for me in my house. Me in my who? mean men you can't be wimps jellybacks in my clothes Psalm 9 and 10 goes on to say for you Lord have not forsaken Notice this, those who seek you, 
Now understand the verse. The verse is primarily talking about trust. Keeping the verse contextually. Seek is synonymous with trust. God, you hadn't forsaken those who trust you. Because, see, if a person trusts God, the person is going to continue to seek or worship God. I'm still praying, yeah, but it's not the same. You're praying, but you're still double-minded. Praying, but you ain't got no business fearful of this. Well, I'm just still doing. Yeah, but you ain't doing what God told you to do in a season of such and such. But when you trust him, notice, for you have not forsaken those who seek you. That's the reason as long as we trust him, he going to keep. Blessing, moving obstacles, healing, delivering, causing this, that, or the other to happen, even though we didn't ask for it. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give God a hand of praise.